Welcome to Pull the Pin Ready, a place where average veterans come to share their opinions on the world we live in. We can't guarantee you're going to like our opinions. But we promise we're going to enjoy giving them to you. I'm Jim. And I'm Mike. Let's pull the pin. Awesome. So back to tradition, Mike. What do you want to talk about? Okay. Jim, somebody approached me today and they wanted to, uh, they asked me a question. Hey, what's up with the uh, military and you know, why do they have so many murders and and so many, the death rate is going higher in the military, you know? And I was like, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Hmm. You know? Were they specifically talking about deaths outside of combat? Yes. Yes. Okay. It's like, uh, you've seen a lot on the local news, especially here at Fort Hood with a lot of sexual harassment. We did an uh, episode on that. And uh, a lot of, you know, soldiers being murdered, soldiers committing murder, you know, and you're just starting to see a lot of it. And we're not talking about the mass shootings, you know, Fort Hood is famous for that. Oh, Two times, I believe. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we could probably narrow all this down to Fort Hood. <laughs> exactly. You and know, find out what's in the drinking water. <laughs> yeah, they might want to clean out those water tanks they have out there. Probably. Some again. water yeah. buffalo somewhere has got some yeah. uh, zombie virus in it. <laughs> yeah. But no, nah, they were just asking about that. I know they were... Uh, you know, because they're local here in the Fort Hood area. So they were uh, asking specifically about Fort Hood, but they were gen- generically speaking about uh, just the military in general. Well, and I was could, like, I don't know. Could you think that maybe that's their perception because they're sitting at Fort Hood? Yes. Because I have yes. to assume Fort Hood's been in the news a lot lately for oh, it has. murders it and, has. and things like that. Yeah. So it's, maybe that's their perception of the entire military based on Fort Hood. And haven't we experienced that a lot? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I think uh, I think you're correct with that. You know, they they looking at Fort Hood as the army, as the military. That's yeah. it. You and know, it, it, do you have experience ahead. with that in, in throughout your career? I know, obviously, our careers were you know different time, you know now. But I don't think I remember any place as hot as as, as like Fort Hood, where you know there's lots of crimes and stuff like that. I mean, you have the occasional well, one here and there, but yeah, yeah. But when you start talking about murder. Uh, and and things of that nature. Sexual harassment, I would say, was always there at all the large institutions. Sure, sure, but you that's know? expected. Like I think, yeah. like uh, Philip said, it's we're humans. We're all humans. Right, right. So you know, and granted, it's a controlled environment. And we have, you know, restrictions and things that are a little different than just being a civilian on the loose on your own accountability. Right. But we're still human. Yeah, and like uh, what I was telling this civilian, I said, "Hey, man, what you have to realize is Fort Hood is its own city." Oh, yeah. You know, so it's not like uh, Fort Hood, and it doesn't represent the entire military. It doesn't represent the entire army. It's its own city. And, you know, that's how you got to look at it. And I did that, you know, even when I was stationed here. That's that's where I learned it at, to be honest. That's when I learned it. Because I just said, man, they have all of these high schools and, you know, all of these, the commissary supermarkets. It's like his own little city. Well, we remember that from uh, police work there, MP work. Yeah. I mean, I remember being in charge of a shift and I'm like, where did all these people come from? Yeah. I mean, you got all these patrols and they're all over yeah. there. Like the base is like, the, it still is the largest military base, yeah. you know, yep. I, I think uh, in the U.S., right? We might yeah. have some larger outside, but yeah, that's probably ranges. But it does have a lot of ranges too. So, mm-hmm. you know, but as far as population, I thought it was the largest population as well. Yeah, I think it, if it's not the largest, it'd be uh, number two. Yeah, it's definitely in the top yeah. three for sure. I know yeah. that because yeah. I was blown away with the numbers and I don't even know if the numbers are public, are they? 
Uh, I think they are. I think uh, last I looked, it was twenty eight thousand. Really? Yeah. Yep. It, that's and that's dropped because when when we were there, it was up to like fifty six. Well, okay. Now you're talking just soldiers or soldiers and family members. Well, that's you, that's you know what I mean. But but it is like like what's an average city? <laughs> well, I would say uh, the ones that we have surrounding the Fort Hood area. You're looking at about man thirty to forty. Right. Twenty five to forty. I would say thousand. You know, and so that's why I say it's its own little city. And within every city, you have, you know, the ABCs of the, you know, the criminal criminal minds, if you will. Right, right. Yeah. So it is it's, the main important thing that I was trying to get uh, across to the individual was don't judge the army by Fort Hood. Don't judge uh, the, the, um, the military by the army at Fort Hood. As well, you know, right? Because once again, soldiers are human. You know, there's a reason why we have Leavenworth. There's a reason why we have Mannheim. So, right. You know. And you got to imagine too the stresses that the soldiers are put under, and the interactions are more yeah. confrontational, and you can't get away from them. Right. You and can't just go but, back to your barracks when you have a fight with somebody or a disagreement. Or, right. Yeah. Right. There's a there's a lot of stresses out there. So yeah, I just uh, we don't we're not saying that to justify their actions by no means. Right. You know, I, I just pulled up um, some statistics. And like you said, in 2020, it's got the population at twenty five thousand three hundred sixty five uh, yeah. declining at a rate of zero percent annually. Its population has decreased fourteen point twenty eight since the most recent census, which was in 2010. Right. And it was twenty nine. But also shortly under that, um, it talks about the named after the main containment of Fort Hood had a total population of fifty three thousand four hundred sixteen. Yeah. So uh, those are the numbers I remember. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, counting like I civilians, said, it was seventy something. Yeah. When I went, you look there. at the government civilians. You look at the uh, family members working. You know those uh, NAF employees working at the PX and things of that nature. Yeah. Right. So it's only common sense to say that the the, the larger the population, the more chance you're going to have more crimes and types of crimes. Right. I mean, like if you take the crime at Fort Hood committed by soldiers. Right. Right. It's probably different than like a a, a place like uh, uh, somewhere in Hawaii where you have like ten soldiers. We had more than 10. So we had every military base. There were two military bases for every branch there. And let me tell you, there was there was crimes there, too. How do you know that, Jim? Because I was a military police in. I think that's where I saw my first body off the 12th floor. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yeah. And that was an eye opener right there. When you see what looks like an attractive person comparable but with the head split open from here and brains all over the wall it was an eye-opener it was something i couldn't unsee but you know as we spoke before you got to find a way to to push that into a compartment somewhere yeah. and, and yep. not personalize it but that's why i kind of joke about it now but i literally the, the skull was completely open and there was nothing inside of it and uh 12th floor Something about an argument, and she climbed over the rail. The husband grabbed her and said, don't, don't, don't. She goes, if you let go of me, I'm jumping. And he let go, and she jumped. That was a story. <laughs> wow. But, um, yeah, so real things happen, even in Hawaii. You know, they really do happen. Uh, right, you just, just ruined the entire joke, by the way, but go ahead. I know, no, no. But it was, <laughs> but it was relevant. You know, it was relevant yeah. because, like I said, I didn't expect that. You know, we were enjoying right. our time, you know, at the beach at Waikiki, you know, in photos mm-hmm. and, you know, I mean, soldiers, you know, I mean, we yeah, were enjoying yeah, it. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just checking out the scenery. And uh, 
we enjoyed it, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden something like that hope happens and you're like, holy cow, this this isn't some fantasy island. Right, you know right, I mean? right. And, and to bring it back into perspective, go to Fort Hood. There's no beaches there. There's no, you know, that's right. a miserable place to begin with, with yeah. all those people. Yeah, you have gangs. gangs you have everything yes. there. Yeah. I was blown away by the number of gangs in the military. Yeah, yep. Blown away. And, yeah, and the number of investigations they have with certain gangs. Yeah. Yep. You name the gang, you have a soldier inside said gang, for right. sure. Yep. You know? Yeah. And I didn't believe it. Because I held soldiers to a higher standard, I didn't believe it until I, you know, became a part of investigations. Right. Well, what do you think? I mean, if I was someone with malicious intent, you know, and I, I consider people in gangs probably have that, you know, inside them somewhere. Maybe they're not mm-hmm. doing it every moment. But what do you think makes them feel comfortable now? Like why? You know, you talked about the increase, or they, the civilians saw. Why do you think now we're seeing all this increase? Or is it is it just a perception again? I think it's a perception. You think so? Yeah, I, I do. I, it, it's, it's, I would say it's kind of like everything else. When it's always been there, it's just like uh, certain things, cell phones give more people access to certain things now, you know? So it's always been there. And now we're just starting to see more of it. You know, you can't... Like back in our day, a lot of these things would have been hidden from the public. Right, but did you You see- know what I mean? How many, yeah. I mean, did you see a lot of this back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of gang-related things. Well, murders and, and things like that. Uh, like this murders? Stuff, this kidnapping and this. Now, you're talking hood-specific? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. That's what I was saying. So I, I didn't, I mean, I saw a lot of, you know, like you're talking about swept under the rug or not swept under the rug, but right. kept from the public. You know, I saw things like that, you know, sexual harassment, you know, even potential, you know, the R, big bad R words. Right. Um, I saw some of that stuff, you know, that's kept out of the public, you right. know, but I, I've never seen, I mean, if there was a murder, I, I don't, it was hard to hide. Right. So, but now, I mean, like you said, you know, 25 in the last, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they're starting to take accountability for these. Yeah. Yeah. And now people are starting to, you know, I think what's happening now is it's, it's that old thing about, well, you should have said something. When a soldier right. brings something to you, you know, you should address it. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't, uh, you know, the days of old about, hey, you need to toughen up soldier or things of that nature. Right. Those are gone. Those are gone. And I think rightfully so. When right. people are losing their lives, not war related, hint, hint, right, going right. back to one of the shows we did, you know, and I think it, it means a lot. I really do. It means a lot for them to uh, start taking action for someone else's inaction. Well, where do you, where do you draw the line? I mean, this is another conversation I had. Um, where do you draw the line? Because like, for example, if you were a, a programmer, you know, and you went to work and every day you try to program and you, you failed to program, you just couldn't take it as a programmer. You know, at some point do they say you're fired? You know what I mean? So like these people that commit suicide and things like that, I'm, I'm not faulting them per se, but I'm saying the military is not for everybody. Right. You know, and, and I understand there's got to be accountability and there, there definitely should be, because I know even from our level team member down, you better know your team members. Squad yeah. leaders better know your team leaders, yep. know their team members. So right. I understand that everyone needs to be involved. So this stuff shouldn't happen. But at, at some point, there's got to be a, you know, this person shouldn't be in the military. You know, instead. Yeah, of and most of the them? time. Yeah, but Jim, most of the time. 
you know, when they do the investigation, someone said that. Whether it's they shouldn't be in the military, they need help, or right. something to that that effect. I was in this wasn't at Fort Hood. It was at another installation, and I was there. And um, this platoon sergeant was warned, "Hey, this soldier needs help." Right. And the platoon sergeant asked the soldier, "Hey, are you a psychologist? A psychiatrist? Mm. You know, you don't know anything about that." And next, you know, two days later, the soldier killed himself. Oh, yeah. You know, so, of course, that platoon sergeant, once the investigation was done, was relieved of duty. Yeah, and well, everyone that's, that's said, fair. rightfully so. Yeah. No, that's fair. That makes yeah. sense, you know. Yeah. But even at some point, what's the, uh, you know, like I've been through some traumatic times. What's what's the point where you're judged by the moment versus, you know, hey, he's experienced something. Get him some help to get through this moment. Well, I think uh, everyone talks to someone. Right. Right. And you, you've seen that in, in the military units. So that you have to do a thorough investigation. And when something comes to me, when something lands on your desk, you have to investigate it thoroughly. Yeah. Right. In that way. And I hate to say this because, you know, we've said it a lot in the military. You have to CYA. Yeah, well, it's even more than CYA yeah. to me. It's 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 like everything to me warrants some investigation. Right. Now, it doesn't mean you tie up a whole bunch of resources right now and do it all, but everything warrants some sort of investigation. I could tell you a story about uh, another story about Hawaii. Um, we used to <laughs> oh god, we used to have this guy that called into the desk sergeant up at this is at the main base, and he used to report on like squirrels spying on the base or some something, something crazy. Like you tell the guy had something wrong with him, mm-hmm. but you know we would still like not entertain him per se, but we would go by. You know, I mean, we would like just do a drive by. You know, you'd always do that, yeah, just to you know check to see like maybe this guy see something else or maybe he's out there. You know, you always check it out because that's how sometimes you stumble on things. So I think when somebody brings an issue to you. Uh, there has to be some form of investigation, even if it's just a, a conversation, you know, like, right. well, what makes you think that? Why do you believe right. that? You may right. not even have to go out and investigate it. That's why to go on a total different tangent with the political status today, that's why when you spend two years investigating one thing and then you don't want to investigate another thing, I think you're wrong. I think you really just need to investigate things. Maybe not Ooh. all your resources, but when somebody brings a concern, address it, look into it. Yeah. Yeah, and make it so that no one can say you did, you did not do your due diligence. Right. Plain and simple, right? You know, and I, that, I think that's that right there is the reason why um, things are uh, escalating in our military because a lot of people you have a lot of old heads there, and I don't mean that in a, a disparaging way, but uh, you have a lot of old heads there like, hey, toughen up, soldier. You know, you know, back in the days, man up. Toughen up, soldier. You'll be all right. And then some people just can't handle it. Could you take the you know? flip side of that, too? And say so you got a lot of entitled soldiers now coming in. Who Absolutely. Are not being restricted. Yeah. So Absolutely. they can get away with whatever they want. They let their yes. emotions control their actions. Next yeah. thing you know, somebody's dead and they're burying them in the woods. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Think, you, I think you, those you old heads. The on that one. Yeah, I think those old heads were what kept me in line because I, I respected them through fear most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. You know, so if Same I here. got mad at somebody, it wasn't like I was going to go cut his head off just to get revenge and be like, oh, they're never going to, you know. Yeah, but you go in line with what you just said. I've talked to a lot of the senior non-commissioned officers these days, and they say that those days are over. You yeah. can't do what we once did back in the day. You can't do it today. So it's, it's almost like all the soldiers now some way 
less than six degrees of separation from some congressman with their mm. parents. And next thing you know, they call, make a complaint, and you can't do anything to them. Yeah, they pull out that stress yeah. card and be like, whoa, wait a yeah. minute. Yeah. I, had to, I had to kill her. I was stressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, that, you know, sometimes you have that. And I just, I don't right. get it. I don't get it. But to me, if something comes on your desk, you should do your due diligence. To So if it comes back, someone can say, well, he, she did do everything within their yeah. power. You know, yep. they escalated it. They investigated it thoroughly and found it, you know, found it to be unfounded. Right. Or, you know, like I said, they escalated it to the next level or recommended some kind of therapy. Yeah, I think I think the dynamics in the military, I mean, like we, we compared the Fort Hood to a city. It is a city. And one of the dynamics we talked about is some of them are civilians, dependents. Dependents could be doing all kinds of crimes. And I've seen gang members that were dependents yeah. you know, and they get away with a whole lot more on a military yeah. base. Yeah. But th- there's also the dynamics of the soldier itself. I mean, you're on a confined place and that's where you spend a lot of your time. Most of the time you're confined, you're forced in with people you don't like, you can't get away. Uh, and, and then I think a lot of um, civilians right now are seeing that with this whole pandemic yeah. What it's like to be confined. You, yep. you go, you start to go crazy. Yeah. You know, you, you, so when you start to go crazy, those emotions just, they come out in behaviors that you probably wouldn't normally do. Yeah, I can agree with that. So, so a, 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 a sort of simple fight, like I'm saying, between two soldiers could escalate to a stabbing. Yeah. Because their tensions and their frustrations are so high right now. Yeah. Because they're confined. I mean, soldiers live in that kind of normally. Yeah. And I think civilians are starting to see that, what it's like. Yeah. And once again, that's not giving an excuse for anyone's behavior. But I think uh, what I do like, bringing it back to Fort Hood, is the leadership out there. They've taken notice. They've acknowledged some things have gone wrong and they've taken action. That's what I like about it. Right. Yeah. I appreciate that a whole lot. Because I, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot throughout my military career. And I'm going to be honest, at Fort Hood, back when we were stationed there, I didn't see that much. I've seen that at other installations. You know, when you right. talk about what they're seeing now in Fort Hood, I've seen it more on other installations when I was there. So, Right. Fair enough. Well, maybe I'm, I'm thinking the crime was low because I was there. I mean, that's why. I mean, clearly yeah. it was well, because I think I it was, was just because we were there. Yeah, we were right. Mainly right. me, but right, right. I, 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 yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> right. I brought some of that uh, Hawaii patrol tactics over to Fort Hood. Yeah, yeah, it worked. <clears throat> but well, yeah. we just had a good conversation. Come raise what? Well, no, no. I think we even talked about this with Nate too uh, when we had him on. You know, like Fort Hood's a great training place for uh, any military police or law enforcement experience yeah. because their crime rates are much higher. Yeah. So that's kind of expected when you go to a place with more people, bigger, you know, population, and it's still confined. I mean, it's still yeah. confined. The contaminant area, whatever they call that. Con- yep. Whatever they call that. Yeah, the contaminant area. Yeah, that's still smaller. Yeah. You know, just because the base was big, it's still small. So you have a lot more interactions, annoying people you have to tolerate, you know, neighbors calling on neighbors. And so you have a lot more of that. So it's to be expected kind of tensions arrive. But we always yeah. had the fear like I would say, the fear of losing our job. 
Yeah. So you didn't let it get out of hand because you'd call the MPs or you'd call the chain of command first. Mm-hmm. Where in civilian world, you know, half the time you live there, you're not going to move. So you're stuck in it. Yep. And, you know, if it's your neighbor, you, you just deal with it. Yeah. And that's what I think that's uh, uh, the flip side of that. That's one thing I didn't like about the military is how you do something. People call you chain of command. Whereas if they did something, oh, I can't call your boss. And right. y- y- you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> like the police are not going to call your supervisor or your, 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 your manager or whatever, you know, and I, I just never liked that. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I mean, I think that's, like I said, what, what uh, donates to the fact that the we were a little more controlled. Yeah. We did have absolutely. a higher expectation because there was an extra layer of, you know, overhead. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. just the, the law we feared. It was the push-ups. Yep. <laughs> or, or the KP duty. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the, also, uh, that disciplinary actions. Right. They may even contributed to why more things were allowed, too. Because think about the punishments. Um, if you say you got into a fight with another guy, that's assault. Yeah. You could go to jail for assault, you know, charge, whatever. And then you mm-hmm. in court. Well, in the army, you can assault somebody and then spend a week on KP and you'll be like, I ain't doing that again. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So, that, extra, that extra duty went a long way. Yeah. That, Have that, you ever that, had that, Jim? Uh, no, not for trouble. No. No. I've had it as a rotating duty on deployment. Oh, OK. Never, never as a punishment. No. Never had extra duty. Wow. Some people no. would say you, you really didn't experience being no, a soldier. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> well, no. you know, in Hawaii, so yeah, you didn't. It's want to hard. It's that. hard. Yeah. But you know what? You know what? To be honest with you, you know how bad my memory is. I'd have to think on this. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you can't ask me something like that and expect me to respond. You know, so, yeah. we'll so many it, years later, we'll get the honest answer. Well, you'll remember it two episodes later. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I have never had an Article Fifteen. That's really. Sure. Yeah, I mean, never had. me neither. What? Yeah, I don't believe you. Anyways, that's uh, yeah, no, I've never had one because, oh, you know, I, I respect I don't want to say I respect. I, I feared and respected the authority. You know, mm. there were times like I told you the story about mouthing off to my squad leader because he put us in a crossfire and he put me in the truck. I think we had that conversation with Nate, too, when he yeah. was on. Yeah, I mean, I, I would do things like that. I would back talk, you know, but it was always just low level punishment stuff. Mm. I never did anything serious to, you know, I had a buddy who worked in the arms room with me, which I'm not going to share his name, but one night he got bored and he emptied out the entire uh, vending machine of its candy and put it in a bucket for everybody to take when they showed up. (laughs) He got in trouble for that. How did he do it? With a coat hanger, just pulling really? it off. The, That's when too you, much time, right? He had there. so much time. He was so bored, and there really wasn't anything to do when you're in wow. the arms room. You actually just sleep with a bunch of weapons. Yeah, and you were allowed yeah. to sleep. So if you yeah. couldn't sleep, then was yeah. that a twenty-four hour? And now we look at his son yeah, just talking about that. That was twenty-four, 24 hours. hours. Yeah, it was yeah. twenty-four hours. Yeah. I did yep. that at uh, McPherson. Oh, yeah, it was a fireman that, hours. That wasn't a punishment, though. That was, you know, an, an extra duty they called yeah. him, right? Yep, yeah, extra duty. That was yeah. supposed to be something to put on your resume, or you know what, what we called your. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you never received the uh, what do they call that skill identifier? Right, right. Yeah, you never received that, but hey, you could do it yeah. here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but there was a little power in it too. I'm not taking that weapon, and it's not clean. Right, right, yeah. Get a guy working a 12-hour shift coming in with a dirty weapon and you've got an attitude, oh, no, 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 no. Uh-uh, yeah, you will chamber around quick. Yeah, I, I would always clean it for him if it was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got another 12 hours, I'll clean it for yeah. you. Good, good uh, I'll be here. Yeah, just slip me $50, I got you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's the, to mention that too. Armors like that, like you know, guys have access to weapons. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's why also you look at these murder things. You know, these guys have access to that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if, if I didn't read up on all the the cases and all that in Fort Hood. I don't know if you're familiar with any, but were they were they done with military weapons or were they done with, you know, were they were they done on base? Yeah, done on base, and uh, two of them done on base. And they were dropped off base. Wow. Bodies were dumped off base. Yeah. Now the other one, I don't, I didn't read up on that one, but the one with that uh, Vanessa, yeah. Right. That's the recent yeah. one, right? Yeah. Well, not the most recent, but it's because somebody came right after that. Oh, but that's the one that got the attention. Yeah. And it's so yep. sad. It's sad that you know, it's sad that this has to happen to get that attention. Yeah. But you're kind of relieved now that at least it got the attention. Yeah, there's some closure for one, and it just goes to show that you shouldn't sweep things in, under the rug, carpet, right, whatever they right. call it. You know, address it once again. Getting back to that, you should address everything when it gets on your table. Yeah, and you know what? Honestly, if we brought it all out on public, then everyone would think the military was just there to kill. Yeah, like who thinks that? Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you train these guys to kill and then they kill and you're like, what's going on over there? Like, right. Weird. It's just that's a weird philosophy, right? Yeah, just weird, man. Yeah. Just, I'd hate for the public to think we were there just to kill. I mean, that's yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless we go to war, but. Right, right. Of course, war, right? Right. That's a whole nother topic, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Speaking of another topic, we can go ahead and wrap this one up. And, uh, yeah, let's pull Unless you got some yeah. exciting information to add to this. No, no, we're good. We're yeah. good. All right. Fair enough. Let's move into our favorite segment. Our only segment um, where we pull the pin on something in the world we live in just that annoys us totally unrelated to anything we're talking about. Or it could be related, but whatever. We're going to pull the pin anyway. Mike, you got something or you want me to go first? Uh, I don't know if we talked about this. Have we ever talked? I think maybe Nate talked about the fast lane, slow lane on highway. I think a lot of people talk about that. Yeah. I mean, you can still pull the pin again if that's all you got. I mean, you know, I'm sure there's not much in this world that makes you angry or irritated. No, no, no. Well, I'm going to have to start sharing my list with you because I, I mean, my list is endless, but really? Yeah, really. But no, it's just, uh, you know, I, I like to try to get things from show to show. And sure. that's that's one thing that was on uh, my mind was, um, uh, the fast lane versus slow lane and does it really make a difference? Right. And I want to say no. I want to pull the plug on it. Pull the pin. Excuse me. Hey, back to episode one. But pull the pin on that and say uh, I don't think it makes a difference because no one's doing it. Right? And it wouldn't work anyway until I go back. You know, something jogs my memory of when I was in uh, Germany. Mm, it Germany. does. Yeah, Germany is good. Yeah, and it's enforced yeah. over there. And you, you see know, those headlights coming, you know you better get oh, over. Yes, and if you're driving too slow, and if the polar side just happened to be there, they will pull you over. Oh, well, usually the polar side with the headlights on behind you. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't move over for us. Now, <laughs> pull over in that shoulder. Let me talk to you. Yeah. You know, and I've had people get pulled over for going too slow. Right. You know, but, it, you know, that's just something about how we're not following the, the fast lane versus intermediate versus slow lane. And the ones who do it the most are the truckers. Oh, you know? I did. I did. I pulled the pin on the trucks. Yeah. passing The trucks. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. Like, nah, I just experienced it. And I'm like, no, nah, I got I to gotta pull the pin on that one, man. Cause yeah. It's like 
dude, wait till there's absolutely no one behind you. You know it's going to take you forever to pass that truck. Mm-hmm. He's doing 72. You're going 74. And he sees you, got, you moving, so he does 74. Yeah, you know. <laughs> now you got to so, do 76. Yeah. <laughs> just, to, just to pass him. And it takes you about three, four miles just to pass him. I'm like, nah, man, let's pull the pin on that one. Yeah, no, I agree. And, I, you know, I, interestingly, I could probably do an episode for over 10 minutes longer on this. I mean, just the fast lane, slow lane stuff. Yeah. The whole, I mean, there's just so many dynamics to it. I just I feel like people just need to recognize that everybody's in a hurry. And yeah. if you're not get in the right lane. Yeah, that's it. Just get in the right lane. That's you know it. what I mean? It's not that hard. Or look in your rearview mirror. That's why they put it there. Side yep. views mirror. You're actually supposed to be scanning it. Yep. So once you see somebody coming, you got a way over, get over. You know, whatever. That's it. But anyways, I agree. I'll pull the pin on that. Yeah. I'm going to pull the pin on something near and dear to my heart. Oh, whoa. <laughs> now, and I'll tell you this because I'm, I'm, a, I'm a memory guy because I have a bad memory. You know, so I'm, uh, I like to collect memories, photos, things like that. And one of the traditions I always hold up is yearbooks. Um, Mm -hmm. Even my children, well, my son went to kindergarten. They didn't have a yearbook. I created one, literally got pictures from the class and classmates and created my own yearbook for him. So he has a memory of his kindergarten, even though he'll probably look at these people like, I don't know this. Well, this year, my daughter's in her first year of high school. And if anybody hasn't noticed, uh, High schools aren't letting kids back in school. Okay. So literally, I think she's been there on four days, four different days in this whole year so far. Um, But I get an email to order a yearbook. Okay. I'm not okay with that. I'm okay with that. Still plenty of year to go. But these are not like my son's $20 yearbooks. They're $85. $85 of what? Mm. You're going to permit pr- print some generic history of the school and then put a bunch of names of people who could have been there. W- w- I, I, it blows my mind. I'm like, mm. so I'm supposed to order this right now, not even knowing what I'm getting. Right. Or, or under the pretense, which I think an email went out asking people to send in pictures. Wow. So you already recognize that this yearbook is not going to be a traditional yearbook. Right. Which means you're not going to charge me a traditional price. So I'm going to pull the pin on that. And hopefully somebody who's behind all this is watching this episode. Um, and they can send me an email and explain to me why they think I'm going to pay 85 bucks. And, and now mind you, I have to buy this because right. that's the person I am. I have to have my daughter's memories, you know, documented, you know, I have to do this. So I'm probably going to end up pony up into 85 bucks, but I'm going to be really pissed off about it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to pull the pin on that. And I think whoever's behind this, uh, you better send me an email or please send me an email to make me feel a little more comfortable about giving you my 85 bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. So that, that, uh, I think you're going to be more upset when you get to your book. Well, let me tell you, because I even let me tell you how obsessed I am with this. I even went to so far. I laughed at my daughter because they're doing online classes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if your kids are doing these or not, but literally there's 30 kids in this class, all the little oh. squares. Yeah. Right? Out of the 30 kids, you only see four full faces. The rest of them are like their heads, the oh, ceiling yeah, fans, yeah, the yeah. walls. These kids aren't even on camera. Yeah. So I was actually going to create a picture 
of these classrooms and just have the same scenario of all of them oh, okay. and just call that the class. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how serious I was about doing this. I, I was like telling my daughter to do it, but no. So I, I'm all into the yearbooks guys. I love it. I, the idea is amazing to me. I'm fascinated by it, but 85 bucks for a COVID year, not having it. So anyways, that's my pull to pin. Okay. Anything else you want to share about? No, I agree. I have to agree with that pull the pin, man. That's eighty five dollars. That's a standard price, right? I think so. It's like I said, yeah. it's our first time in this year, and it's been a long time since I paid for my high school yearbook. Wow, I need I need to see that yearbook, man. Yeah, Bunch and I know zoom, I know they're hard pitches. covered. I know they're you know they 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 have more uh, activities, so they got to fill more pages. You know, yeah. I get it. There's a band club, this club, drama clubs, football team. So I get there's probably a thousand pages in there. So yeah, I do understand it's going to be more expensive. Yeah, but still, like, it's a bunch of Zoom pictures. Right now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so th- th- that should have come with an email saying, well, it's planning on it being 85 bucks, but if we don't get it back in school, we're just going to do an honorable mention on a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, exactly. This could have been the football team. Yeah. This could have been. The, yeah, you know not, I mean? like, none of that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm definitely pulling the pin on that, and hopefully somebody's watching it, because I'm pretty oh, yeah. much dragging this on. Like, everything could be a 10-minute show. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That is all the time we're going to give to this episode and we hope you enjoyed it. Got something out of it. We do hope you actually get involved and share some comments because we love to interact with you uh, unless it's going to be something stupid, but we still love that too. I'm about to Um, say, yeah, just send them. Yeah. Either way. Thanks for watching until next time. Godspeed. And pull the pin. (laughs) 